Hi, it's Katie with Bountiful Living. Is anyone else as behind with like all the things? Or is it just me? The decorating, the baking, the shopping. Ugh, it can seem to be endless this time of year. And there's so much that can come along when we think, okay, we're getting on track. We're doing the things we need to do. And something somewhere just disrupts the peace. Maybe it's the clutter that has come into the home because of this season when we're pulling things out of the attic, we're bringing gifts and packages in to be wrapped. We're, we have piles of things in the car from our general busyness of everyday life to unload and unpack. Or just thinking about that family member you're going to be spending the holidays with where there's some tension in the relationship and you don't know how you're going to get through Christmas. While there is so much that can disrupt our peace, not just in the busy Christmas season, but at any time in life, I want to encourage you today to allow the God of peace to reign in your heart. We're right in the middle of a discussion of Advent, and I've realized as I've looked around, I'm not sure there's an exact order. I see lots of churches doing it differently, and some of the Advent resources that I've received, sometimes there's four weeks, sometimes there's five, sometimes there's different qualities. Generally, there's always hope, peace, and joy. Some include faith, some include Christ. And instead of worrying too much about the order of things or, oh, well, they use this scripture. Maybe I should use this one and not that one. The order of things doesn't matter as much as the importance of taking this time to reposture our hearts to the Father, remembering what he has done, remembering what he is doing, and waiting expectantly for what he will do in our lives, our future with him. We are anxiously anticipating his return. And while there is so much darkness in this world that can consume us, the light of the Advent candle reminds us that Christ is our light in the darkness. We're reading today from Isaiah. It is one of my favorite prophecy passages on the coming of Christ and the foretelling of his birth. And everyone's heard this one, I'm sure, at least portions of it. It's always circulating in songs and on Christmas cards. It's from Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to start in verse 6 where it says, For a child will be born to us, a son given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness. From then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. And of course, we know Jesus came. We know that he was born in that stable, that he lived he showed us that he was the Son of God through the miracles that he did, the signs, the wonders. He brought about a peace and a government that wasn't expected by the world. It was a heavenly perspective of peace and joy and justice. 
He died on the cross for our sins and on the third day rose again and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And while we labor, while we suffer, while we are in this present darkness, Christ is our peace. I woke up this morning with a scripture on my heart and mind. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And just like God, because this is how he works, if you're ever wondering like how God confirms things or if you're speak, he's speaking to you or you feel like you're hearing from him, he oftentimes does it through confirmations and oftentimes it can work in threes. So the minute after I picked up my phone, I saw this was the scripture of the day on my Bible app. And I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. I hear what I'm supposed to talk about today for the podcast. Because for anyone who might be wondering, I I was supposed to show up three days ago (laughs) to do Advent. Um, But we have just had a thousand million things going on here with illnesses. And we had a wonderful wedding we were able to celebrate this weekend. And this passage was one of the main scriptures read in that ceremony and is one of my favorite of all time. So I know it is what God wants you to hear today in Philippians chapter 4. And I'll share a bit of a personal story with you guys about this scripture. I first memorized it when I was on a mission trip. I remember very vividly a friend of mine that we used to memorize scripture together helped me solidify this into my mind. I was having a lot of turmoil in my relationships in that season. We were in a tropical environment. You had everything that you would think (laughs) in this world that could bring peace. A beautiful, warm sun, gentle breeze, palm trees, the ocean, waves crashing in against the shore, and a hammock. Not just for one, but several hammocks where we could all just sit and relax and take in the beauty of God's creation. I was in paradise in a beautiful environment. However, the storm inside of me was keeping me from enjoying any of it. I didn't feel peace. I didn't feel joy. And I have to say of all of the themes of Advent, hope, faith, peace, joy, peace is where I struggle the most. Part of it is probably my personality. I've always tended towards being more of an anxious person. And that day, I was anything but at peace. So memorizing this scripture, and at the time, I didn't even read the whole passage. So when you put it all in context, it gives you an extra layer. But this scripture, I encourage you to memorize because it is something that will anchor you to peace. Let's read it together. Paul is writing to the Philippians. And ironically, I did a whole history on them and tied it to the Church of Thessalonica. And so I was not able to publish that episode. So it's incredible that in Paul's obedience to be a missionary to this very small church who actually met outside of the city gates, they didn't have any place to even have church, but they were still faithful to the Lord and faithful to each other as a community. And Paul faced so much suffering and beatings and imprisonment. But this church, because of his faithfulness to deliver the gospel, was fruit. Paul writes to them from prison, Therefore, my beloved brethren, 
whom I long to see. My joy and crown in this way, and that's what he's about to explain, stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. In verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything is worthy of praise, dwell on those things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I have to testify because, as the scripture is saying, think on the good. As a teenager, relationships were some of the biggest things in my world, and they still are today. And I was in turmoil on the inside because of these severed, broken relationships, these miscommunications. And it wasn't right away, but repeating that scripture. And at the time, I memorized Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything. So that means in every situation. We should not allow our anxieties to have the best of us. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. I don't have the stats all with me right now, but I've heard so many comments about how gratitude can actually change so much in our life. And that's what God says to do. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, take it to prayer. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And I have to say, those relationships, not right away, but within a few years, they were restored. And they have become lifelong friendships. And that wasn't something I did. It was something God did. And that is what I'm focusing on today, that God is one of restoration. He can restore the broken relationships in your life today. Those people you're concerned about spending the holidays with. And Paul tells us exactly how to do it. We talked in a previous episode about transforming our thinking. So Paul is telling us, instead of focusing on the bad, the negative, which is easy to do when it's all up in your face, <laughs> do the opposite. Thank God instead of cursing. And that is how we will keep our peace. And there's many ways that we can do that. We can do it through, number one, memorizing God's word. When it's hidden in our heart, I cannot tell you how many times this scripture has come to mind. And I've been able to share it even with my children, with anybody willing to listen, as I often say. It's this peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. God gives us a peace. That when the world looks at it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem possible for people in the midst of their suffering, in the midst of their trial, to praise. 
Yes, that's what Paul is telling us to do in verse 4, rejoice and rejoice again. So knowing God's word, having it ready to defend and bless and praise and rejoice in our time of trial and focusing on the good and not on those negative things, which come at us constantly. Every time we turn around, it seems, (laughs) some days. Another way that I transform my thinking and focus on the good is in prayer. God is saying to come to him with everything. Nothing that you have on your plate is too small, too insignificant for God. He knows the number of hairs on our heads. You matter to God. You matter to him. He cares for you. So cast your cares on him. The load is not too much for him to bear. And the third way that I am able to shift out of a place of suffering, anxiety, depression, where I feel like I've lost my peace, is in praise and worship. And there's a couple of songs that I'll link below that I sing often to help stabilize me when I'm feeling anxious. One of them is Tremble, and the other is an old hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. And the story behind that hymn is so incredible that a person who wrote it was able to say that after he lost his beloved family. And that's what I'm talking about, a piece that doesn't make sense. God wants us to take on the mind of Christ, to imitate him. He has come to be our peace. Today, you can choose to agree with God or agree with your circumstance. God, we come to you today. Help us shift our thinking from all of the stuff that dislodges peace, the many darts of the enemy. We praise you because your word says no weapon formed against us will prosper. We thank you that you have given us authority over the enemy. We rejoice that you are our hope You are our joy. You are our peace. And because of your faithfulness, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we have hope everlasting. We have peace everlasting. We have joy everlasting because of you. We praise you that you lift our heads. We thank you, God, for our families. We thank you, God, for this season that we can remember you. We thank you for this time we can gather with the ones we love, whether big or small. Help us to have joy and peace in our circumstance because we hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Discover life in Christ at bountifulliving.net or sharpen your faith on Instagram. Follow today at bountiful underscore living.